Hi, I'm Martha Millen I'm on the School of Hollywood. Welcome to season three of School of Hollywood. We'd like to thank you for listening and following the Entertainment World School of Hollywood podcast. If you prefer videos of celebrities, they're available on entertainmentworld.us. Please take a moment and like the podcast and subscribe. And if you have any comments or questions, you can just send us a DM on Instagram at School of Hollywood. School is now in session. And you're also in the cleaning lady. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, that is such a hot show. I mean, it's it's climbed up the charts in the TV ratings. That's incredible for you. It's really, I, I mean, it's something that's unexpected because, you know, we just kind of, we just, we were freshmen last year. Now we're in our sophomore year. And to still kind of get the same consistent response has been, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I can't ask for anything more. So it's awesome. Sure, you can. You can ask for more money. <laughs> This is something that I should definitely consider. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I have to say is I'm not really sure I'd want you to be my cleaning lady. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I'm good at, at cleaning in that way, but I mean, yeah, it's so funny because I remember even last year, that was the the whole joke was that Elodie Young and I are the worst cleaners in general like our showrunner Melissa Carter had to teach me how to use a vacuum cleaner <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I live in New York and I use I Swiffer a lot <laughs> hey don't feel bad that's what I do as well those are great <laughs> yeah. and they should be paying for this ad <laughs> there you go that's another See, I see where I see where your mind goes. Really good endorsements. <laughs> so, did you have to do a network test for the show? Um, it was incredible because my audition process was there. Were, it's fully online. Um, I auditioned in my bathroom. I taped uh, the audition in my bathroom and then sent it out to casting. And then um, after that, you know, we were able to do the chemistry read with Elodie Young online. And um, and then moving forward, the the whole process, I didn't know whether we were going to go, you know, um, in person, but it turns out that they actually packaged the audition together of what they had seen and presented it to both studios. And then obviously once it went well for the studio, they, pack, they uh, sent on the same package to network. So, um, you know, I didn't have to go in the room which I was actually quite grateful for because <laughs> I mean, just testing in the room live, it's, it's uh, another process, but, you know, having to, to um, do the chemistry read with Elodie Young, she's incredible um, online. That was a lot easier. You know, you're in your own home and, you know, they, they block out the, the zoom. Uh, so you don't really see anyone watching you. So it's like, you, you really, uh, you have a private moment with each other, but if you're in the room, Hall of the ball game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It sure is. Um, what kind of preparation did you do for, for the audition on it? Um, for me, I just focused on her spirit. Um, I know that, you know, uh, Fiona, I read the pilot and I saw the first opening scene was that she punches someone. So you can tell that <laughs> straight away, I already knew who she was. And um, which is very <laughs> Um, very passionate person, I like to put it. Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, I resonated with it uh, mainly because of culturally um, I'm Filipino. The character was Filipino. Um, but at the same time, being a mother, I think, was more important for me to 
really be authentic um, in my portrayal. So in terms of research, yeah, it was more about just kind of how a single mother and especially being undocumented um, would handle herself. But she's also very spirited. So I had to kind of tap into my Filipino-ness as well. <laughs> Has the character changed much since your original audition to the way she is now? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought that, you know, Fiona was just going to be like the sidekick fun kind of like um, joking, you know, funny person on the side. And she is in many moments. But um, I am so grateful to, you know, the writers, um, Miranda Kwok and Melissa Carter, our showrunners. They've developed and allowed me to kind of enjoy this really empowering arc. Um, throughout the first season and then in season two she it's a completely you know we're going on another level of um of cleaning with Fiona put it that way <laughs> <laughs> so you know once especially being embroiled in in Tony's world um there's a lot of yeah a lot of worlds colliding so um Fiona's characteristics are still there she's very passionate but it's just in the way that you know being a single mother um you know how she elevates her herself in in that moment of um I don't know if you've seen episode one already where she, Chris is accidentally uh killed my brother and um <laughs> you know all those it, it just continues and furthers the theme of how far will you go for your child so I think in that sense my character has been strengthened even more so so for the people who haven't watched, it's kind of a little bit like uh, Taken in the sense of how Liam Neeson felt about his, uh, you know, the, the Taken, obviously, of the kids in the, in the movie. Um, you, you do a great job in, in the show, um, but you were in one of my favorite shows, Entourage. Oh my God. Wow. That's like, that's like dating me back. <laughs> well, you know, they're considering bringing it back. Are they, I heard talks about that. I, I wasn't sure whether that was just those rumors or if that's something that's been solidified. Uh, well, all the, the cast members seem to be talking about it on, uh, on the podcast with Doug Allen. So I would assume that it's um, somewhere oh, wow. down the works uh, in the road. So you never know. You may get another shot of going back on that show. I may, I know, because I played um, Dom's girlfriend that time, mm -hmm. and uh, he was the rogue friend, I think, that came in and and just Louis Lombardi. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? He's a friend of mine. <laughs> oh no way! Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, he also has a line of pizzas now too. He does. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, I have to try it then. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, yeah, of course. I think, you know, Entourage is such a, uh, I mean, that's such a, it's, it's almost a period piece, I think, in that way, where back in the day, a lot of, um, just in terms of how actors were, and, and in that sense, I don't know, I definitely don't have an Entourage. There's far from it. I'm literally driving a rental car, just like, still doing my own groceries and cleaning my house, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're the cleaning lady, so. There you go. So, so here's, here's a trivia one for you. So if you were stuck on a desert island with any of the Entourage cast, who would it be and why? Um... I mean, come on. I mean, there's Adrian, who's it's not bad to look at. So, you know, <laughs> it's always good to have one of those if you're stuck on a desert, deserted <laughs> island. 
And then I think Ari, I think Ari would be fun because there'd be just so much banter and and I don't know how much of his narcissism could last if there's only <laughs> three of us. <laughs> uh, uh. So you spent time in Los Angeles, you spent time in New York, but now you're in New Mexico. What's life like for you in a smaller type city? It's it's quieter. It's I'm definitely not going out as much, <laughs> which is good. It's a good thing. Um, I for me, you know, I'm more focused on work, and so that's that's something that has really helped me just to kind of like I you know literally I'm I'm by the mountains and I just kind of drive 10 15 minutes from the studios and everywhere in New Mexico is 10 15 minutes away. There's hardly any traffic, um, and it is it's just simpler. I think. I mean, I I'm running a lot more. I'm running. Um, because I'm close to, again, the mountains and tramways. And so I think I'm healthier. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes. So you've spent time in Los Angeles and New York, and you've been an acting coach there. What do you see as a difference in the acting style? And tell me about a little bit about you teaching the kids. Um, I, I, in terms of the difference between New York and L.A., I mean, I, I can't speak for L.A. since I... Well, I did study there. I studied there for the summer program at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And then I did the two-year program in New York. What I can say is that weather definitely, you know, <laughs> allows for more laissez-faire kind of attitudes uh, in terms of um, just how you go about preparing. Um, I think in New York, you know, that I mean, just from my experience, um, everybody's just very uh, intense about their methods and everything. So um, for me, it, I think it's it's just necessary to explore all methods, whether it's it's method method or whether it's Meisner. I think it's wherever the character needs to go. And I don't think you should just lock yourself into one single method because um, it doesn't allow you to explore other things that you could discover about the character um, through other techniques. So... But I think for me, teaching children, and I miss it. I'm going to go back again because they just keep me grounded. Like I would do repetition with them online and they, I'm teaching between 10 to 16 year olds. And this one 10 year old, we were doing like repetition. It's like, okay, you're looking at me. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. And then he would say, you know, um, I say, okay, um, say something that you see about me. He's like, you're old. I'm like, I'm old. You're old. I'm old. <laughs> So there's no filter with these children, which I find so refreshing. And mm -hmm. it reminds you to be the same way, you know, just unfiltered when you are just listening and respond, responding, because that's where the truth is. So I do need to, to go back to teaching again, because they definitely put me in my place. <laughs> well, it also tells you that uh, the no, 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 no's that you hear over and over in Hollywood and New York that uh, you know, there's somebody that's not jaded by that and that's giving you back that energy that you need, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think, you, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I love seeing whenever I teach just fresh, you know, fresh actors who are just wanting to just like experience a moment with you or like um, a scene and just their keenness because yeah, it's very true. You do get jaded um, after many years. Of, of rejections and that's that's the key you know how do you stay fresh and so that's why I do go back to the kids I'm like ah that's how you stay fresh exactly <laughs> just being unfiltered um so are you on social media at all 
I am, I've had to go on social media, um, me mainly to promote the show, obviously, but I'm pretty private in many ways. I only got onto, um, I only started Instagram uh, last year and it was Elodie Young who's just like, Martha, come on, you you have like 10 followers. You got to like, <laughs> you have to do something. I was like, um, it, it was really uncomfortable for me first because I am very private, but then, you know, it's part of our business. You have to self-promote, um, but in a way that's healthy for you. And I think you have to find that balance. Um, uh, for me, you know, I, I definitely just keep it about work and just a little bit here about just who I am, but never really go deep into just the dark world of Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you could always go in the dark world of Fiona. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, well, they, that I leave to the writers. So. <laughs> uh, so do you have anything in store after the TV show that we can talk um, about? Yeah, I actually have. I did a film just before we started uh, shooting uh, season two. It's called Merry Kiss Cam. It's a Hulu movie um, uh, with Mar Vista and Katie Lowe's um, from um, Inventing Anna and Scandal is uh, the lead and I play her art gallery um, representative. So I'm playing something completely different from Fiona. Um, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm an art gallery owner and I'm quite obnoxious and very pretentious. So it's, and it's a comedy, it's a rom-com. So it's something light and, um, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, see how that goes and start promoting that once, um, I think it should come out, like, I think, fingers crossed, like end of November, because it's a Christmas film too. Fantastic. Well, it's mm -hmm. great to have you here today on the School of Hollywood Entertainment World. You're a great guest, lots of energy, and I wish you much success on the rest of the season and, and the ratings go up, 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 up. Thank you so much, Steve. And I wish you much success for all your projects and ventures. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a huge empire that you're building. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the latest School of Hollywood podcast. We'd like to ask you a small favor. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like it. And if you really liked it, please share it on your social media. If you have any questions about acting, music, producing, and directing, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at School of Hollywood. School of Hollywood is now part of entertainmentworld.us. Until next time, school is out. <laughs>